0: Amen. So Father God, we just thank you this morning, Father God, as we gather together for our our service father God and we do pray father God that no one leaves here the same as they came father God we uh thank the messenger and we thank you for the message that we're about to receive father God and father God we just thank you for each and everyone joining us today father God we also thank you for the ones who can't join us father God we thank you for the ones who uh who are been a uh, fooled by the wiles of the devil father God that think that they They don't have to hear your word, Father God, whether it's from us or anybody, Father God. We just pray against the enemy's attacks, Father God, attacks from the people who want to be a a part of you, Father God, and want to know your word, Father God. So we pray for them today as well, Father God. Father God, we thank you this morning, Father God. We give you all praise, honor, and glory, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus and everyone say amen.
1: Amen. amen. You know, said the Lord, he will grant us the desires of our heart. And you know, you have to learn to be flexible <laughs> and understand that sometimes things are not going to work just the way you plan That Uh, There can be interferences, there can be changes, unexpected changes, whatever the case. And today, of course, uh, I had planned that we would have communion. So if you noticed, most of the music had to do with the blood of Jesus. Uh, Jesus paid it all. Uh, And then the other songs that we had all pertains to the blood except this last one uh, because we were going to have communion and of course uh, we wanted to get our hearts and minds in place to do that but you see uh, we're not going to be able to do it because some people didn't get the message and so we're going to have to be flexible so Psalms 37 and 4 says if you delight yourself in the Lord he will grant you The desires of your heart. And so we have to learn to be flexible. And I have a whole testimony about that that I hadn't planned to give this morning. But I want to just acknowledge that we have to learn to be flexible and follow the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that takes the lead. And we have to learn to to do that. So I wanted to point out to you that that brother that saying Jesus paid it all or he did that uh, he was a formerly incarcerated man. And the first time that I was exposed to him, uh, Reverend James Moore, was at one of those Azusa meetings that Carl Pearson was having before the devil stole his mind. And uh, he introduced this man, and uh, he couldn't see it on the video this morning but he has two teeth out at the bottom and uh, he was uh, asked about why he didn't have that taken care of and he said that he leaves those two spaces vacant to remind him (laughs) of where he came from. He lost those teeth in prison. And so he wants always to remember where God brought him from. So he has an interesting testimony. And I don't want to say that he's passed away, but I believe that I heard that he had, because that's an old video that I showed. But anyway, the other person that I want to acknowledge was the brother that sang Anointing. And he wrote that song, In that In fact. And his name is Dr. Ron Pinole. He is now a, a doctor of theology. Dr. Ron Canoli, who was the music minister at Jubilee Christian Center, my home church for so long, under the leadership of Pastor Dick Pinole, who is also Dr. Dick Pinole, uh, uh, is retired now. And Ron Canoli was the music ministry minister when I returned from Raina there. And you're talking about somebody anointed, somebody uh, who could write music. He wrote a whole musical uh, for Easter that uh, out of that came a song. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of that song. But anyway, he continues to do music now. And my prayer partner the late Cora Holmes, who just passed away. She was famous for staying in touch with people. And so she had been in touch with Ron Canole and she told me about Ron uh, and his new work, uh, and his, the ministry that he's doing now. Of course, he's no longer, and you believed him gone away from there for quite a while. But what happened is while he was there, he became known all over the country and outside the country. That ministry was designed to uh, train and and cause uh, the members to go out in leadership. I'm a witness of that. When I went to Jubilee, that's when God had uh, helped me to understand about my calling and sent me uh, to Ramah Bible training college. where. My pastor, Dick Renal, had was alumni. All of that happened when God moved me to that ministry. And so uh, I just always uh, enjoy seeing some of the people that I knew there in G. who are now doing other things. So we thank God this morning. And uh, I want to, I uh, was going to talk to you this morning. Uh, a little bit, uh about the Holy Spirit. You know, that's my favorite subject. always like to talk about the Holy Spirit. And so I wanted to refresh your memory this morning about some things that the Holy Spirit does. What does the Holy Spirit do? want to talk about that for a few minutes. And I think it's appropriate to talk about the Holy Spirit it goes he goes along. He is not an it. He is a he. <laughs> and I like to say that because many people call the Holy Spirit it. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is the third person of the Godhead. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit... Had the responsibility of causing Jesus to be resurrected by raising him up. The Holy Spirit touched him in that tomb where he was laying, wrapped up in the grave clothes and caused life to come back to his body and cause him to get up and walk and and show himself. To those same folks that crucified And so we're coming up, you know, on Easter soon. And uh, that's a Resurrection Sunday for us. So we're going to go on with our message this morning, Father. We thank you so much. We thank you for anointed ears to hear. We thank you for hearts open to receive this morning. We thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. We thank you that the Holy Spirit is my guide. He's my teacher. He's the one that comes alongside to help. And as I I open up my mouth this morning, he's going to fill it because I know not what to say, but the Holy Spirit will guide my tongue and guide my mind and cause me to be able to bring a word in season to those that are present, and to those who might hear this message later, we thank you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that we're on one accord like they were in the day of Pentecost. We thank you, Father God, that you will not leave and allow us to leave here the way we came. In Jesus' name, amen. And so what does the Holy Spirit do? I may have gone over this with you before, but it's worthwhile to do it again. You know, I'm very dependent on the Holy Spirit for guidance, for direction, for pointing the way to Jesus Christ, because that's something what he does. So the Apostle Paul uh, presents a wonderful prayer to believers in Romans 15 and 13, which says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And there are a lot of questions that people are asked about the Holy Spirit. That's why I like to share and talk about the Holy Spirit to you all. And uh, they really, uh, you know, we need to understand about the Holy Spirit, particularly related to how we are led by the Holy Spirit. And how the Holy Spirit works in our lives. And the verse from Romans is a great example of the immense power of the Holy Spirit. And the great transition into the way the Holy Spirit works in our lives. The easy way to think of the Holy Spirit is God's power in action. Or an active force in our lives. The Holy Spirit is an active force in our lives. The Holy Spirit works in our lives. And so we need to remember that the Holy Spirit is power in action, power. And we need that kind of God power. And we need that exousal power, that's explosive power. We need power in our lives to fight the wiles of the enemy need to be able to take authority over his lying and all of his deceit. and So we need that power. So when we look at uh, Micah 3 and 8, it tells us, But as for me, I am filled with power, is that word power, with the spirit of the Lord and with justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. And in Luke 1 and 35, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born, that will be born, will be called the Son of God. This is what the angel said to the Virgin Mary. In both verses, we see that God sends out the Holy Spirit to accomplish his will. It's impossible for us to be followers of God without being led by the Holy Spirit. So we're going to look at five things uh, the Holy Spirit does for us. Look at five things that the Holy Spirit does for us. And You probably have heard the phrase, The Holy Spirit is alive and this phrase originated from Hebrews 4 and 12, which says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and spirit and attitudes of the heart. As a believer of Christ, the Holy Spirit is already an active force in your life, leading you and guiding you on a path towards the cross. We're told in Hebrews chapter nine, fourteen, Satan, a liar, I am going to. Uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm sorry. As a believer of Christ, the Holy Spirit is already an active force in your life, leading you and guiding you on a path towards the cross. We're told in Hebrews 9 and 14 that the Holy Spirit is eternal, and in Psalms 139 and 7 that He is omnipresent. It's important that we are open to the Holy Spirit working in our lives and allow the Spirit the Holy Spirit to guide us in all our decision-making so that God and His will for us is at the center of all that we do. Now, some people don't pay attention to the Holy Spirit when He's directing or when He's attempting to lead them. And the Holy Spirit will not force you. He will not make you. God will not make you. I hear people say, God, make me do this and make me do that. Well, God's not that kind of God. He doesn't make you. You have have a free will. He created you with a free will and you must be willing. The scripture says in Isaiah (laughs) 6, I believe it is, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. So you See, your will is involved. And so the Holy Spirit is willing and able and powerful to work in our lives. As a believer of Christ, the Holy Spirit is already an active force in your life. Leading you and guiding you on the path towards the cross. But you have to be willing to do that. He is not going to force you at all. And so we have to understand. Uh, that the Holy Spirit uh, is willing and he wants to do that for us, but we have to allow him to guide us in our decision-making so that God and his will for us is at the center of all we do. So God's will needs to be at the center of all we do. And we must allow the Holy Spirit that opportunity to lead us. You see, that's an opportunity for us that he leads us and he guides us and he tells us when we're in danger, he'll show you uh, things to come. That's what the scripture said. And he He will guide you. But You and I have to allow him to do that. So in Romans 8 verses 1-17, we are told that the Holy Spirit serves as a guide, helping us to be aware of the sins we commit. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering and so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit and we're talking about Romans 8 And Verse one, we are told in these verses that the Holy Spirit is a source of Consciousness the Holy Spirit is not only not only guides us But also provides the gift of understanding This gift enables us to know and comprehend the mysteries of faith more clearly through understanding we are more able to grasp the meaning of revealed brings and bring them to be stirred into a more active faith life. In this way our faith ceases to be sterile but inspires a mode of life that bears testimony to the faith the sinner. You see the Holy Spirit causes us to be sensitive to the things of God. It causes us to be able to understand things that We wouldn't normally understand spiritual things, spiritual things. We need to understand spiritual things. You see, we're so used to living on this earth and doing everything according to the flesh. But you see, now with the Holy Spirit, you are able to understand and do things according to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will speak to you and he will guide you. And he will cause you to know things that you really, ordinarily would not know. It says in the scripture that the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. You'll have a knowledge of things to come. Understanding. Understanding. That's what the Holy Spirit helps us with. The gift of understanding. The Holy Spirit plays many roles in our life. And including the role of the comforter. In the book of John, we are told that Jesus promised the Holy Spirit. In John 14, 15 through 27, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my command. And I will ask the Father and he'll give you another Advocate. In some translations it says he will give you another comforter to help you, a helper to help you to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He doesn't lie. God is not a man that he would lie, nor a son of man that he would repent. And so the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He doesn't lie. And so you need to know the truth will set you free. That's what the word tells us. Know the truth. The truth will set us free and the Holy Spirit can do that, he can help us be free. The world cannot accept him, can't accept the Holy Spirit, because they have to see, neither see him nor know him. See, some people believe if you can't see it, it's not true. That seeing is believing, but what you see sometimes is a lie. And so we need to understand that the Holy Spirit uh, can show you things that you can't see with your natural eye, that you can't understand. He can cause you to understand that the world cannot accept the Holy Spirit and the world can accept us. If you are really living for the Lord, if you are really doing what the Word says you are to do, the world is not wanting to deal with you, not wanting to uh, have you involved in what they do in the world because you will only make them uncomfortable. You know you see people and they take an instant dislike for you. And you know why they take an active dislike for you? It's because they sense what Ron Canoli is saying about. They sense the anointing of God. They sense the power of God. And that makes them uncomfortable. The power of God makes the devil uncomfortable. The power of God causes the devil to know that he can't stay in, in that place. And so they don't want to deal with people who are walking around with the Spirit of God emanating from them. And that's what happens to us. And so, You have to understand that You know the Holy Spirit uh, He lives in you And He'll be in you And the world can't accept you For that reason Uh, God, Jesus promised us In that uh, book of John He said I will not leave you as orphans I will come to you Before long, the world will not see me anymore But you'll see me Because I live you also will live, And on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you, the Holy Spirit. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. In this passage we're told that the Holy Spirit is the source of comfort. He is a source of comfort, particularly when we are hurting. Jesus promised to not leave us as orphans and also promised to bring us peace through the power of the Holy Spirit. The wisdom of the Holy Spirit helps us recognize the importance of others. And the importance of keeping God central in our lives. He not only enlightens the mind, but also directs the heart to pure, deeper love for God. The Holy Spirit can guide us and relate to our desires so that we take greater delight in the divine and grow in longing for heavenly treasure. The wisdom also helps uh, us to sever. Our more worldly attachments. So the Holy Spirit there, He enlightens the mind. You see, we are, some people teach that God is a mind. God is not a mind, God is a spirit. And we are spirit beings. We are spirit beings and we live in the body and we have the mind. The God is not a mind. And that mind of us, that mind that we have, has to be renewed. And the Holy Spirit and the Word of God helps to renew our minds and causes us to get rid of that stinking thinking that we're born with, that sins. And so we need to understand that the Holy Spirit can guide us, He's a guide. Uh, And and so we can take greater delight in God and the things of God. If you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you're excited about God and what God can do. And you long uh, for that uh, communion with God. We talk about taking communion to symbolize the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But we have communion with God. That means we have relationship with him. We spend time with him. We yearn to be with him. We need to have the Holy Spirit to help us so that we can allow him to draw us closer to the one that we call our Father God. To draw us closer and to give us the wisdom. And that wisdom also causes us to not want to be involved in worldly behaviors and worldly things that we used to like, we used to be involved in. And then now all of a sudden we don't want to be involved in in that. And you know, uh, the Lord delivered me from (laughs) the use of tobacco uh, in the form of cigarettes. And uh, my brother's. Uh, Tease me when God delivers me from those cigarettes because when I'm around cigarette smoke uh, It makes me cough and I'm not around cigarette smoke this morning (laughs) y'all But I am having a little tickle in my throat But it causes me to cough. I can't stand cigarette smoke now. Makes my eyes water I don't like the smell of it. And I used to love the smell of lighting up a cigarette, but I don't have that anymore. And it's because I'm delivered from that desire. I'm delivered from that. And it's not attractive to me anymore. And whatever your habit is, whatever that tie you have to the world, God, through the Holy Spirit, can deliver you from that and cause you not to be attracted to worldly things. We have to understand that. So when we listen to the Holy Spirit, we know we are living according to God's truth. The Holy Spirit leads you, and if you're wondering if you're being led by the Holy Spirit, ask yourself if you're living a life in line with the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 is a great source to understanding what a life in line with the Spirit looks like. You want to know? Look at those scriptures. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Are you reflecting those traits in your own life? Are you feel like these things are missing? If you aren't, you may be experiencing a sense of brokenness and not listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. If this is an area of your weakness, ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life today. Ask the Holy Spirit to abide in you and rest upon you. Open yourself to the Spirit by letting go of fear and timidity and allowing the Spirit to play an active role in the life. We need to do that, saints. You know, when we get saved, The scripture in Colossians said we receive the whole, the the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But you know, we receive, first of all, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So that means that the Holy Spirit abides in us. But if we don't give him any freedom, if we don't allow him to, to minister to us and to guide us and show us, then we uh, don't get the benefit of having the Holy Spirit in in us. We're still saved, but we don't have to have uh, the, the, and the... and the Holy Spirit is dwelling on the inside of us, but he's not operating in his fullness because we're not allowing it. And then there's another gift there that if you so choose, you don't have to have, and if you so choose, that infilling, that infilling, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which I will do some teaching on, because a lot of people have a lot of misunderstanding about the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the elements of speaking in other tongues, and I, I love to give my testimony about how God <clears throat> uh, uh, showed me uh about that infilling through a book called nine o'clock in the morning i had uh, always been attracted to pentecost uh those that are uh in the pentecostal faith uh, i had always been attracted to that because my grandmother who started out a methodist became uh, filled with the Holy Ghost, with evidence of speaking in other tongues, and she moved over to the Pentecostals, and uh, and I she left me that that uh, uh, inheritance of being interested, always been interested in the Pentecostal teaching, and uh, uh, we used to go uh, when I was a young woman. Uh, we used to go to our service at the Baptist church because I was raised in the Baptist denomination. we go to our service on Sunday night, and it was a short service because normally it wasn't a lot of people until I went to Jubilee. I never saw people come out for Bible study and build the church, and come out on Sunday nights and build the church. Uh that was a new thing for me because in the Baptist Church, a lot of times you go to Bible, to the Baptist training union, and then after that, Bible training union, And then we would just, you know, stay for the service, but there wouldn't be many people there. So when we left there, it was still early. We liked to go over and hang, hang out in the Pentecostal church because... They were laying on hands and praying for folks, and folks got filled with the Holy Ghost. And so we'd go over there and carry them So that's how uh, I was attracted uh, to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to understand that our thoughts and our actions should build up the kingdom of God just as the disciples received the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, We, too, as Christians, enjoy the fullness, the greatness, and the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives and enhancing our relationship with God. Because that's exactly what happens. It enhances your relationship with God because the Holy Spirit always points the way to the Father. Points the way to the Father. You see that in the scripture. Always. the way to the Father and so we need to understand that. and so we're gonna stop here we talked to you this morning there's more to be said and of course I'm always teaching on the Holy Spirit but we wanted to point out to you that the Holy Spirit is the source of comfort to us that the Holy Spirit uh, is a guide Uh, wanted you to understand that the Holy Spirit is an active force in your mind the Holy Spirit does all of those things for us and you know we need to recognize excuse me we need to recognize uh, that we should have freedom in our mind and you know one of the things that I want to leave with you is that you if you reject the holy Spirit and breathe the Holy spirit he will believe. he will your <laughs> presence because he will not force you I want to talk about that uh, in another time about how people want god to force them to do what they need to do and god is not going to force you It's up to you. If you you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, then God will do what you ask him to do. But he is not going to force you to do anything. So get that clear. When the Holy Spirit is guiding and directing you, you have to be willing. It's up to you. You have a will. God gave you a will. <coughs> and he will not violate that will so we have to understand that if we are willing and obedient we'll eat the good of the land. so with that I'm going to close this morning and uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, get ready to dismiss if there's anybody here this morning who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior We always want to invite you uh, to invite him into your life and the way that you do that is the word of God says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if we confess the Lord Jesus with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. And so we say to you, if you're here with us this morning, that you need to just say, Lord Jesus, I believe what the word of God says, that if I confess you with my mouth and believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead, I shall be saved. I want to say that I believe that and I want To receive you as my Lord and Savior this morning. So I ask you to come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. I want to serve you for the rest of my days. And when I leave here, I want to be absent from the body and be present with you in heaven. And so I thank you. I thank you for allowing me to be saved. And I give you all the praise and glory for my salvation in Jesus' name. If you did that, then nobody, anybody, nobody, anybody that tries to tell you that you're not saved, that you have to do this and you have to do that, you tell them that the word of God, it, Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, that I am saved. I did that, and I am saved. Alright, praise the Lord. If you'd like to let me know, you said that prayer. I think everybody pretty much are the line already knew Jesus Christ, but if we have some visitors. And you want to let me know that you prayed that prayer, you can contact me at rebmry at icloud.com. And just let me know that you accepted the Lord and leave your name and your information so that I can make contact with you. We're so thankful for y'all this morning, so glad that you joined us. But
0: the Word of God, I'm going to ask Reverend Robeson to dismiss us. And I want y'all to have a blessed day in the Lord. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so uh, we can never uh, hear enough about the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, learn enough about the Holy Spirit. You know, I know some preachers and teachers, you know, they uh, preach and teach what the congregation wants to hear and sometimes not what they need to hear. So uh, we thank you for that. We thank you that you're not that type of preacher, teacher. You're uh, teaching what we need to hear. And that's about the Holy Spirit because you don't hear a lot about it. If you listen to preachers and teachers on YouTube, whatever, uh, go to the church, uh, a lot of them don't preach on the Holy Spirit because they don't think the congregation needs to know about it. But I'm glad we do. I'm glad we do. So Father God we just want to thank you Lord. We just want to thank you for each and everyone here today Father God we pray as we go on our week Father God that you are there with us Father God we ask that hedge of protection over each and every one of us Father God we ask that hedge of protection for each and every family member that's represented here today Father God that even may not be with us now but will listen to us later Father God so we just thank you this morning Father God and like I said as we go on our Week, Father God, we always pray that there you are with us in every step we take, Father God. And Father God, we want uh, uh, everyone to know, Father God, that we should trust in the Holy Spirit. We should believe in the Holy Spirit and we should know. about the Holy Spirit. So we just thank you this morning, Father God, for the message that went forth. We give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone say Amen. Amen. God
1: bless you Amen. 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 Amen.
0: Amen, Everybody
1: have a blessed
0: week. All right, everybody. Y'all have a good one.
1: Hey, have a blessed Bye, week. All right, All little right. man. We Bye. see you.
0: We Bye. see you, little buddy. You know, he always <laughs> come in at the end, right? <laughs> That's okay. He came in. <laughs> hey, be cool, y'all. y'all All
1: right.
0: Bye, always come in at
1: the
0: end. Okay, back. <laughs> Not ending. ending.